0: just like green money is the medium by which one participates in world commerce just as by this medium of exchange one buys and sells to sustain an earthly presence faith is the medium by which one participates in the commerce of the invisible kingdom of god it is by faith that we buy and sell in this kingdom to sustain our being without this childlike faith it is impossible to please God, Hebrews 11:6. but without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Every man has been dealt a measure of faith, Romans 12, verse 3. Jesus describes faith's beginning as a mustard seed, even though very, very small. If planted and cherished when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof matthew thirteen thirty two Imagine that you not only can plant your mustard seed but there is also a process by which you can assure prosperous growth romans ten seventeen so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God jude one twenty but ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Faith is pivotal to all that we do, to all our success in the eternal kingdom of God. Jesus said in Matthew 17:20, For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Without faith, it is not only impossible to please God, but it is even impossible to be saved. Romans 10.10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Have you been born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God, even as Jesus describes in John 3.3? It is time to plant your mustard seed, and allow the glorious faith of Christ to spring up and wash away all your sin and shame, to break your bondages, and to set your captive soul free. Today will surely be the best day of your life. Today you will become a new creature. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God now for today's subject. God said Romans chapter 1, 24 through 28 and verse 32. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature, and likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. God said, Exodus 20, verse 5, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. God said, First Thessalonians 4, 4, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. God said, Matthew 10, verse 1, And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits, to cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Man said, Homosexuality is a genetic issue, and when you're born that way, it is irreversible. It's nobody's business who you love, it's yours. Note, this series was originally planned as a two-part series, but has grown to four. We apologize for any confusion. Thank you for your patience. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said. This is part three in this short series concerning homosexuality. In parts one and two, we discussed, one, science does not support the born that way theory. Two, science does not support the stay that way theory. Three, the mental and physical fruits of the homosexual lifestyle are devastating. And number four, jesus christ offers a way of escape several foundational paragraphs from part two follow the bible is clear in the old and new testament homosexuality is condemned and punishable by death as are the sins of murder bestiality adultery man-stealing witchcraft and more god has not changed His laws remain the same. But something big, eternally big, changed at Calvary. Jesus Christ, with His precious blood, broke the back of Satan's stranglehold upon the sons of Adam and opened the door to everlasting freedom. An opportunity to be born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God, has been afforded to all men. At the place called Born Again, fallen man dies to self and becomes a new creature with a new father, a new name, a new power, and a new eternal purpose. Isaiah 1 verse 18, Come now, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. This is a brand new sinless life. Something really big happened at Calvary. Until 1973, homosexuality was classified as a mental disorder by the American Psychiatric Association. Until struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court in 2003, homosexuality was a crime in some American states. Until 2013, transgenderism was listed as a mental disorder again by the American Psychiatric Association. In 2015, Homosexual marriage was adjudicated and certified legal and acceptable by the U.S. Supreme Court. The spirit of evil gradualism prevails among men, but be certain that God's commandments never change. Those who flaunt their rebellion in His face must by necessity suffer the consequences, and these horrific consequences will last forever. Choices are being made those who choose Christ will find forgiveness, deliverance, and the power to live a Christian life. End of quotes. Special note, among many, some confusion exists concerning the rare occasion when babies have been born with ambiguous sexual anatomy. This is not the same thing as homosexuality. Several excerpts follow from Part 3, Gender Identity, found in the article uh, Sexuality and Gender Findings from Biological, Physiological, and Social Sciences, authored by Lawrence S. Mayer and Paul R. McHugh, published in the New Atlantis, issue number 50, in the fall of 2016. There are individuals, however, who are biologically intersex, meaning that their sexual anatomy is ambiguous usually for reasons of genetic abnormalities. For example, the clitoris and penis are derived from the same embryonic structures. A baby may display an abnormally large clitoris or an abnormally small penis, causing its biological sex to be difficult to determine long after birth. The first academic article to use the term gender appears to be the 1955 paper by the psychiatry professor John Money, of Johns Hopkins on the treatment of intersex children, the term then used was hermaphrodites. Money posited that gender identity, at least for these children, was fluid and that it could be constructed. And his mind, making a child identify with a gender, only required constructing sex-typical genitalia and creating a gender-appropriate environment for the child. The chosen gender for these children was often female a decision that was not based on genetics of biology nor on the belief that these children were really girls, but in part on the fact that at that time it was easier surgically to construct a vagina than it was to construct a penis. In a 2004 article summarizing the results of research related to intersex children, Paul McHugh, the former chief of psychiatry at Johns Hopkins Hospital and the co-author of this report, suggested, we in the Johns Hopkins psychiatry department eventually concluded that human sexual identity is mostly built into our constitution by the genes we inherit and the embryogenesis we undergo male and male hormones uh, sexualize the, the brain and the mind sexual dysphoria a sense of disquiet in one's sexual role naturally occurs amongst those rare males who are raised as females in an effort to correct an infantile genital structural problem, end of quotes. The researchers can't find the physical root of homosexuality because it is not a physical root, but rather a spiritual one. Keep in mind, however, that spirit causes physical results. Thoughts, which are spiritual in nature, for example, awe-inspiring thoughts of God— actually change the physical structure of the human brain neuroscientists know this phenomenon as neuroplasticity the spirit of anger and rage will cause a host of physical maladies even heart attacks violence and murder the spirit causes physical action when situations have run afoul it is common and even helpful to affix blame not for blame's sake but for a remedy and there is plenty of blame outside influences to pass around regarding homosexuality, but the solution is still the same. Keep in mind, we didn't choose to be born spiritually dead in trespasses and sins, the result of someone else's deeds, but we choose rather we stay in that condition. Outside influences for blame in homosexuality would include spiritual contamination, epigenetic factors, food additives chemicals, liberal college indoctrination, Hollywood's glorification of homosexuality, parental acceptance of homosexuality, uh, adolescent sexual abuse, and no doubt more. However, the solution, the remedy, is still the same. God Said Man Said received the following email from R.J. Homosexuality is described as an unclean spirit. Is it possible for that unclean spirit to have entered a being during or after conception? If so, is there any documentation in the Holy Bible to confirm that assertion? The short answer, R.J., is yes. Spirits do affect babies in their mother's wombs. Luke 1, 39-44. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias, and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spoke out with a loud voice, and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For, lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutations sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. What parents do prior to conception and during pregnancy affect their babies. In Judges 13, God promises a barren woman a child and gives her specific instructions on what she should eat. Her son's name was Samson. A relatively new field of science is called epigenetics. The scripture teaches that the sins of the father are passed down generationally. Exodus 34, verse 7, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression in sin, and they will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, and upon the children's children, unto the third and to the fourth generation. The iniquity of the parents does bear spiritual and physical fruit. The April 6, 2013 issue of Science News published a multi-page feature titled from Great Grandmother to You, with the subhead which reads, Epigenetic Changes Reach Down Through the Generations. A few excerpts follow. Their very name, epigenetic, literally means over and above or beyond genetics. When these changes are inherited, scientists have found, the implications can be staggering. Part of your risk of disease may be determined by what your great-grandparents ate, not just the genes they passed on. Investigating how those marks travel to future generations is a new twist in the field of epigenetics. Originally, epigenetics researchers focused on the developmental processes that allow individual cells to specialize, despite the fact that all the cells have the same DNA. It turned out that chemical tags that get stuck to DNA or to the proteins around which DNA is wound, can influence gene activity without altering the genes themselves. Until fairly recently, scientists have thought that every new generation starts with its own freshly printed genome devoid of epigenetic embellishments. That's because, shortly after fertilization, vestiges of epigenetic tags hanging from the DNA of eggs and sperm are wiped away, leaving a clean state. New marks are made as the embryo develops, and over the course of a lifetime some can change. But then scientists began to document cases in which inheritance of a particular trait did not follow the usual rules of genetics, hinting that at least some epigenetic marks may be carried on to new generations. Michael Skinner was among the first to document that certain chemicals— could produce health effects across multiple generations without altering DNA. Exposing a pregnant rat to chemicals that disrupt the action of sex hormones could produce fertility problems that lasted at least to her great-great-grandchildren's generation, his group reported in Science in 2005. Those problems were transmitted through the male line, apparently by way of chemical tags called methyl groups on DNA. Many researchers study DNA methylation because it is more easily examined than other epigenetic tags, of which there are many. Estrogen isn't the only chemical that can pass its health effects down through generations. Researchers in Skinner's lab tested the effects of a variety of chemicals on ovarian health in rats. The team exposed pregnant rats to doses of chemicals people might encounter in everyday life. One was vinclosiline, the fungicide that gave the assist the idea for experiments. Among the others were various components of plastics, including bisphenol A, pesticides such as permethrin, and the mosquito repellent DET, dioxin, and jet fuel. All of the chemicals studied led to an increase in ovary problems, including fewer eggs and more cysts, that lasted at least until the great grandmother generation, Skinner's team reported in May 2012 in PLOS 1. The increase in ovarian disease was accompanied by persistent changes in DA methylation uh, patterns in ovarian tissue. Some of the treatment led to 100% of the great grandmothers developing ovarian cysts. There is no genetic mechanism that will give you that level of disease. None, says Skinner. Some of our phenomena are so robust we couldn't explain it with genetics even if we wanted to, end of quote. The sins of one's parents being passed down to the third and fourth generation is somewhat disturbing. The idea of being handcuffed to another's deeds is not new to students of the Scriptures. It began when Adam and Eve sold their progeny, you and me, to sin. Each of us inherited that carnal, sinful nature. But God sent Jesus Christ to break the chain of our bondage. Jesus called it born again. Through this process, we are literally born a second time, this time of the Spirit, and become sons and daughters of the living God. All the chains of carnal inheritance, even epigenetic ones, are broken. Things that influence homosexual behavior are myriad. Satan weaves a spider's web and many outside seemingly unrelated things become related. Satan is the master of sorcery and secret potions. Consider some seemingly unrelated issues. From newsmaxhealth.com February 2016. Consumers became wary of plastic products containing the chemical bisphenol A (BPA) and began to avoid them after it was determined to be an endocrine disruptor. More than 130 studies linked BPA to a long list of health problems, including heart disease, breast and prostate cancer, infertility, and the feminization of males. Companies responded to consumer concern by removing BPA from many products, including baby's sippy cups, water bottles, and other soft plastics that come into contact with food. Some companies began advertising their products as BPA-free and replaced BPA with bisphenol-S-BPS, but scientists at UCLA have found that BPS may be no safer. They discovered that BPS influences key brain cells and genes that control the growth and function of organs involved in reproduction, end of quote. Because the world has neglected to obey God's commandment concerning the Sabbath of the land, where the land rests from man's plow one year out of every seven, a host of serious problems have arisen, and one is sexuality. Science News, August 2, 2008, headline, Feminization Blamed on Farming. The following paragraphs are from that article. Among toads living in farm country, gents tend to resemble the gals, both inside and out. This doesn't bode well for the hoppers impressing pressing local ladies, much less fathering their tadpoles. Like the human appendix, a toad's bitters tissue normally has no function. However, if males lose testicular function, a bitters organ may suddenly mature into an ovary, observes wildlife endocrinologist Louis Gillette, a co-author on the new study. His team found that bitters organs in males from the agricultural regions were sometimes chock-full of eggs, although their viability was never checked. But malformed organs or a feminine appearance aren't the only obstacles to mating, Hayes points out. Behavior can also be affected by chemical exposures. Out of every trial we've done, he says, only two atrazine-treated males were able to even copulate. A paper by Martin's team in the July 30 aquatic toxicology makes a similar link link between a region's agriculture intensity and the feminization of local male amphibians, in this case, northern leopard frogs, end of quote. From the God said, man said feature who killed all the people. Bottle fed infants drink a formula made from soy, which some are now attributing to breast cancer in women, Feminization traits in male infants and early puberty in preteens the February three two thousand sixteen national geographic headline reads "Why are these male fish growing eggs?" Excerpts follow sixty miles south of Montreal near the u s Canadian border, Missisquoi National Wildlife Refuge is one of the most productive and pristine wetland ecosystems in the northeast. Yet even here, scientists have found an abundance of fish with bizarre abnormalities that suggest exposure to hormone-disrupting water pollution. Scientists from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the U.S. Geological Survey studied fish in 19 national wildlife refuges in the U.S. Northeast, including Missusqua. Their conclusion. An astonishing 60 to 100 percent of all the male smallmouth bass they examined had female egg cells growing in their testes. Scientists call this condition intersex, and while its exact causes are unknown, it's been linked to man-made environmental chemicals that mimic or block sex hormones. What scientists don't know, is what these feminized fish portend for the health of these species for the environment and perhaps for humans too. In a follow-up study, they found these intersex conditions in more than three quarters of male smallmouth bass caught in parts of the Shenandoah and Potomac rivers in Virginia and West Virginia. Gender in fish isn't always straightforward. Some species of fish, including clownfish, grouper, and gobies, are hermaphrodites, meaning they naturally have both male and female sex organs. They are born with the ability to change their gender. Intersex is different. It happens in species of fish that aren't hermaphroditic, and it doesn't help reproduction. In severe cases, it can make fish sterile. Intersex definitely is not normal, says Don Tillett, a U.S. Geological Survey toxicologist. The presence of female eggs and male testes indicates some kind of hormonal confusion. Scientists call this phenomenon endocrine disruption. Mounting evidence suggests that intersex in fish may be the result of exposure to contaminants that encompass a wide range of natural and synthetic chemicals, including pharmaceuticals, pesticides, and personal care products. Some chemicals of concern include estrogens from birth control pills, the plasticizer bisphenol A, and the herbicide atrazine. These chemicals can mimic and, in some cases, interrupt a body's normal hormonal process. Worldwide intersex conditions caused by hormonal disruption have occurred in an array of aquatic animals, including alligators, turtles, and frogs." End of quote. The Canadian press reported on estrogen under the headline Birth Control Pill Threatens Fish Populations on October 13, 2014. Several paragraphs follow. The lead researcher of a new study, is calling for improvements to some of Canada's wastewater treatment facilities after finding that introducing the birth control pill in waterways created a chain reaction in a lake ecosystem that nearly wiped out a freshwater fish. The study, which is being published in Philosophical Transactions of the Royal Society B on Monday, found that introducing small amounts of estrogen into a lake led to the near extinction of the fathead minnow because it interfered with the fish's ability to reproduce. Lead researcher Karen Kidd of the University of New Brunswick said the study has been ongoing since the late 1990s, when researchers in the United Kingdom discovered that male fish began to develop eggs when estrogen was introduced into their habitat. Kidd said their study set out to build on that research and to determine whether the estrogen would affect the fathead minnow's ability to reproduce and whether there were large effects on the lake's ecosystem. Researchers started introducing small amounts of estrogen into an Ontario freshwater lake research facility in 2001, Kidd said. Right away, the male fish started to respond to the estrogen exposure, by producing egg yolk proteins, and shortly after that, they started to develop eggs, she said. In an interview from St. John and New Brunswick, they were being feminized. Kids said shortly after introducing the estrogen, the number of fathead minnows crashed, reducing numbers to just 1% of the population. The good news is that after removing the estrogen, the fathead minnow population recovered back to what it was before the research began, said Kid. end of quotes. Much of the foods and man-made things we come into contact with are tainted with harmful added chemicals, hormones, and more, and these additions have their effects. The social platform via the World Wide Web promotes and in many cases glorifies something that God calls an abomination. Children from the earliest ages are exposed to cartoons, animations, and movies with characters who portray homosexuality in a favorable light. Job's hedge of protection is down, and Satan has entered, saying, Yea, hath God said? Outside influences, apparent and not, contribute to this era's homosexual movement, but be advised, there is a sure solution, and the remedy is still the same. Choices are being made— Choose Christ and live. Next week, God willing, the rich man's tomb. God said Romans one 24 through 24-28, and verse 32, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen." And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, to do those things which are not convenient, who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. God said, Exodus 20, verse 5, "'Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God.' Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, God said first thessalonians four four that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. God said matthew ten one and when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Man said, Homosexuality is a genetic issue, and when you're born that way, it is irreversible. It's nobody's business who you love, it's yours. Now you have the record.